श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय श्री राम नवमी की जय गौ भक्त बिंद की जय गौ प्रेम नंदे evening of the Ram Nomi, the parents of Sri Ram Chandra. Mm. Krishna Chandra, Ram Chandra. Moonlike lords, <clears throat> and both of them human-like. Difference, of course, at the same time is considerable in that Krishna is truly human-like and Ram is inhumanly human or humanly inhuman, something like that. So we have to get to <coughs> all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but I've got before me the uh, the text Sri Chaitanya Charit Mahakovya, which was composed by Sri Gupta. who was an important uh, person in Chaitanya Leela and who, as we see, has a very prominent connection with Ram Leela as well. Murari's book is cited by others who have penned their narratives um, about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of Gaur Leela. He was amongst the various authors who have uh, uh, are part of the, the, the literary legacy and wealth of our tradition um, directly with regard to the with Gorlila. Uh, um, uh, one amongst them who was most prominently uh, associated with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu present during his 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 leela from from the beginning. We know Vrindavan Das Thakur was just a, just, just a, came just after that manifest leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Krishna's Kaviraj um, as well. And so his notes, the notes of Marari, are very um, kind of foundational to the other texts with regard to the early leelas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu primarily in uh, in Avadweep where he was a resident. So I want to talk a little bit about um, Murari Gupta and I sit with this book before me for the sake of creating some auspiciousness and evoking his, his grace. <clears throat> uh, but I'll come back to that uh, as I began. Both Ram Leela and Krishna Leela are human-like. This is the uh, they're therefore they're very special Leelas to the humans, hmm? more so than Gurma, Braha, Shringa, and so forth. Um, and um, much to be learned from them. Um, with regard to our human life and, of course, it's ultimately how to conduct it uh, in general and, and with regard to its prospect, the prospect that human life brings before us, the uh, prospect of transcending it altogether and entering into a 
uh, a realm, if you will, where all the human sensibilities are fully manifest and uh, can be played out to uh, the extent that they cannot be in ordinary human life. Um, we all are a bundle of emotions, as we know. And what the narratives of Ram Leela and Krishna Leela, Gaur Leela, hmm, are about in one sense is the, uh, that they present before us the opportunity to experience all of those human emotions. Hmm? Rather than to do away with them, which is difficult. When you lose a friend, it's difficult to say, well, he's not that body. And neither am I. Um, and now there's that the bhakti um, way of responding to such an event, um, uh, given that that friend naturally would be a devotee as well. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that I'm compassionate? What do you think? Yes. Okay. So what about yourself? Are you compassionate? Okay. <laughs> you should try to be. If you think that your guru is compassionate, then you should meditate on that, the how he's compassionate, the various ways and so forth. Then this will come within you. Hmm? And it should. Hmm? But, speak to everybody, but the feelings that human life, that, that reach such a height, if you will, in human life in comparison to the other species and so forth, are so extraordinary, loving feelings, they're so extraordinary, that we tend to um, uh, make them, divinize them, would that be the right word? Okay. To make, the, to make something more out of them. I mean, comparatively to the way in which love is going to be expressed in less complex forms of life. It's very extraordinary in human life and a wealth of literature about it and, and uh, an endless, endless topic, hmm? so to speak. So the idea of turning all that off in the name of something uh, higher, hmm, spiritual, is, is somewhat counterintuitive. This is the idea in the Ganmarg. Hmm? You're not the body. And it's the end of the story. As I often say, in Chaitanya Bhakti, we, we learn, now you're initiated, you are that body. This is now a sadhaka deha, not a material body, and it's to be used only in Krishna's service. And in the context of doing so, all the human emotions, it's said in the biblical language that I believe that, that man and woman, to add to it, are made in the image of God and his consort. <laughs> to chaitanyaize it a little bit. <laughs> uh, so human life is, is, is special and, um, and all these human emotions that are so, we were so bewildered by, we're so caught up with, we were riding the ups and downs of and, and so on and so forth. Um, they are not uh, denied, if you will, but they're 
connected in Chaitanya Vaishnava. Hmm? Sanctified. Sanctified. They're connected with their source and validated. Hmm? Um, we only want to change the the, the focus. We, it's, it's like the building is there, human life, the building has been erected. We just have to, small thing, we just have to change the foundation. Okay, so you have to jack up the building, which is, it's a big task, no doubt. But we're not to tear down the building is the point. Hmm? That's not the solution. Jack it up and put the new foundation in. The foundation is the Krishna-centered hmm? life. And so we see this, and it's, we're supposed to study the leelas and read through them, hear them um, from devotees who have feeling from them. And we find that all the feelings that we have in human life can be fully expressed. We can be um, endless, pathetic rom- romanticists, uh, if you will, <laughs> all in relation to the Leela. We're hearing about the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth, and we're hearing how the inhabitants of Navadvipa are reacting to that. Hmm? One lady said, who's created this sannyas order? What kind of person is that? Hmm? And you call and the implication. You call that spiritual? You're really stepping. She's really stepping on the head of sannyas, and uh, and uh, of course we value it. That's that's the other side. In in the course of going to where she is, hmm? and such devotees are, and this is the secret that all these human emotions can be expressed in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in relation to Ram, in relation to Krishna, and to some extent in relation to 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 Ram as well. Hmm, very human-like Leela. The difference in one sense between the human-like Leela of Ram and Krishna, as I mentioned in the beginning, is that Krishna's human-like Leela is really, truly human-like. In other words, it has the ups and downs and the um, um, Krishna himself is um, is um, well, I want to say um, uh, human-like, I want to say he's um, uh, human in another way. He's, oh, he's well. He's only he's human. What can be expected? He has some. Uh, f- it's frail, frail, frailty, frailty. Hmm. I've said before at times that love is a weakness. Hmm. So strong, we, we say we fall in love. It's a fall. <laughs> so strong a weakness that you can nothing can break it. Hmm. And of course, this in in reference to to uh, divine love. But Krishna's Leela is extremely uh, human-like, so much that his divinity is brought into question in, in, by its superficial uh, analysis. When we come to Ram Leela, it's also human-like. Um, he has two arms, and he's a king, and he has a wife, and brothers, and friends, and so forth and so on. But the, uh, he, 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 he is so righteous so dharmic, so dutiful, that no human being could be like that. <laughs> he doesn't have the same kind of human frailties, hmm? by which, therefore, we know, oh, he's, <coughs> he's God. Hmm? Um, this is one of the ways, of course, in which we know. But even within that, of course, what's beautiful about Ram Leela is the, is the feelings of Ram for his devotees and the devotees for himself and so forth, very rich with feeling. Hmm? And uh, the story, uh, the tale of of uh, of Ramlila found in the Ramayan, 
is uh, will certainly take you on a roller coaster of of emotions, ups and downs, and and um, highs and, and lows, and and the whole range of of well, a large, considerable, I should say, range of human uh, emotions. Hmm. Um, it came as uh, Incidentally, it is said, historically, the, 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 uh, through the tradition, that the Ram Lila came, and we made this point last night, we were emphasizing, or the other night, we were emphasizing Krishna Nam Kirtan, Nam Kirtan. And in that context of that, we made the point that, of course, in the, in the name is the form and the qualities and the Lila's. So it is said that the, there was a... Uh, a, uh, a fellow who was in a marital relationship that was very demanding, and uh, in order to meet the demands of his family, hmm, the Balniki um, uh, took to uh, illegal activities, stealing and uh, and uh, uh, Pilgrims on the, on, the, on the roadside and so forth, and even perhaps um, killing them hmm, at times, and then bringing home the loot, and the wife was sending him out for more, and it was a kind of a situation like that. And uh, so he happened to meet one pilgrim as Narda, and Narda instructed him, like, you know, what are you doing this for, by the way? You know, what are you getting out of this? The implications morally for what you're doing. Are extraordinary and um, and they're not they're not good. What will be the future for you for this? And in, in the present, what do you get? You just get you know sent out for more. <laughs> so you're not getting really anything personally out of it at the, in the present. Neither will your future be very rewarding. So reasoning with him like this, um, he convinced him to to give up that situation and instead to chant. Uh, Ram Nam, but it said that he found some difficulty with the idea of chanting Ram Nam because he was so preoccupied with uh, catching people off guard and planning on how to um, rob them and kill them. So he was preoccupied with Mara. Mara means death. So you see the um, expertise of Sri Guru in engaging the disciple. This is his or uh, her um, um, task, find the ways and means, and there, there's no uh, 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 rule other than to awaken the faith in the disciple in the efficacy of bhakti, and then to engage the disciple accordingly. And that might be different for one disciple over another disciple. What He will be asked to follow this, and she will be asked to follow that, and so forth. And we see this liberty with Narada that brings home the point, which is an important point in today's uh, Gaudiya Vaishnava international uh, community of various sects, where uh, a lot of times we find it's thought that there's a particular formula that you have to follow, and if you don't follow it exactly like that, then, then you're not... Uh, um, really part of the the, the the practice. This is the misconstruing of a detail with a principle. Hmm? Details are there to be adjusted according to time and circumstance uh, in order that the <coughs> principle be delivered. 
And if we misconstrue the principles, the details for the principles, everything is lost in this. Hmm? The, the, the ability to dynamically then present the, t- the living teachings in a living way is, um, is, uh, is destroyed. Hmm? And we present uh, details as if they were principles and the details were relative to certain circumstances, time, and persons, individuals, so on and so forth. So you're aware of this. It's worth underscoring. And the example of Narada is, is um, something we can uh, refer to in instances where such we, we meet with such confusion on the part of um, others on the path. Um, I often cite Narada with regard to the hunter, Mrigari, who was a hunter, and he used to half-kill animals. And he took pleasure in it, watching them die slowly. And I guess he would eat them. So Nard appeared on the scene, as, it, as he often does. And, um, and you can see here he was going to, what would, by standards of Gyanmarg, which requires purity. Knowledge will not go into the, to an impure heart. Hmm? Knowledge, you see, knowledge cannot be present where there is ignorance. So, hmm? um, requires that, that the ignorance is removed, then knowledge will come in. But bhakti goes, hmm? even where there's ignorance and spells the darkness. Hmm? So he someone might think, well, he's not a good candidate. (laughs) But Nard thought to engage him and reasoned with him, like, why are you doing this? What will happen to you in the future? And so forth. And So he asked him to stop killing the animals. He said, I I don't think I can uh, can do that. He said, well, why don't you do this? Stop half-killing them. Just kill them completely. Hmm? I can do that. I can follow that. And that's the negative side. So don't kill them only halfway. Kill them, he was a hunter, so kill them completely. Hmm? And, and, you know, at, at once. And then uh, the chant, the, uh, the name of God. So Those were his regulative principles. If you will probably use the term regulative principles, no meat eating, no illicit sex, no gambling, no intoxication. Those were his regulative principles, as he called them. They're details, actually. And Nards were, uh, kill them all the way. Hmm. <laughs> so what we draw from this, of course, is the, is the purity, the efficacy of Nam, Dharma, and Bhakti. So as I've said before, what can we do to purify ourselves, to qualify ourselves for bhakti? Bhakti can qualify us in a way that we could never on our own. So we have to make ourselves only receptive to bhakti. By good association, that will come about automatically. So in this case, of course, he told uh, very wisely, he told Valmiki, okay, you cannot chant Rama. You're preoccupied with Mara. So can you chant Mara? I can do that. I'm always thinking about death. Mara, Mara, Mara. So he said, okay, keep chanting. And if you, as you know, if you keep chanting Mara, 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 it comes to... So it's the same thing. It's in a circle. So he initiated him into Ram Nam 
by asking them to chant the syllables backwards. Hmm? Mara, 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 Mara. So in due course of time, of course, he became lost in Ramnam, and Narada came to check up on him, and he couldn't even find him. He was overgrown by vegetation and whatnot, and and uh, he became oblivious to the external world by the power of Ramnam, and in his heart, the lila of Ram manifests. This is the author, Valmiki Ramayana. Hmm? A tale that you can never, you can't put down if you begin to read it. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, it will pull the strings of your heart in all the ways that a, a worldly orientation uh, would, but at the same time, in such a way that you will, without thinking about it, transcend birth and death. Hmm? and the bodily conception of life, and the off-centered, hmm, um, the problem with emotions off-centered. Hmm. So, the power of, of Krishna Nam, the power of Sri, Sri Guru, the wisdom of Sri Guru. Hmm. We cannot decide for him how we should do everything by committee, hmm, and monitor him, and edit him or her, and so forth. Hmm. Um, Pujapada Chiramar said to us something like this that if uh, you know, it was a story of a man who went to the dance or something like that well no I can't remember it I shouldn't have brought it up but, but he, he was <laughs> it was something like he was kind of you know not fully dancing and anyways if you're on the floor if you're going to dance you got to dance you know, so you're going to be the guru. You got to be the guru. This is what he was saying. It means you got to do everything, and you got to be able to take the liberty and and be, and be able to do that to adjust the details according to time and place to deliver the principle. You cannot have a castrated um, committee uh, regulated uh, guru. Hmm? That's not <laughs> the teaching. So Nard is a good and. Uh, uh, fitting example. We can say, well, yeah, but that's Narada. But yeah, that's a guru. Hmm. They are extraordinary. They, they have an extraordinary service and and therefore they're thought that, that to, to disobey the guru, to disrespect the guru, to think them as an or, such a person as an ordinary person, that is uh, a big obstacle, creates an obstacle for progressing on the path of bhakti. Hmm. We should listen, listen, and we think, well, we think, now, who is that person? Who is that? Where do they get all that? So we have to think about, where does he get all of that? <laughs> and it's very extraordinary, uh, and you feel in good hands. There's just, just fathomless, the depth of his or her understanding, ability to convey the, the teaching, and so forth. Hmm? So, I guess I say, Nard is a good example, and Valmiki in the story is a good example of the efficacy of Nam as well. Within the name, all the Leelas are found. Hmm? So, who was the author, a murderer was the author of uh, Balmika Ramayan, but 
by the power of Nam, his, everything changed. Hmm? And such wonderful thing came out. So, um, it's, uh, as I say, a very extraordinary um, story, and um, it is largely one of the king to be, Ram, banished to the forest. Hmm? And this plunged the kingdom into great uh, depression hmm? and, uh, and sadness. And, and uh, for duty's sake, to uphold the... Uh, this is, and this is a good example, I should play it out a little bit, of how Ram Leela is human-like but inhuman at the same time. His adherence to Dharma and truth and so forth is is such that no human could do. Therefore, you know, he must be God. Hmm. Krishna doesn't do that, so you might think he's not God. <laughs> you have to look more closely, you have to listen more carefully. To hear the Bhagavatam, you have to listen very carefully. You don't have to listen as carefully to hear uh, to Ram, Ram Leela, hmm. to know that Ram is God. Hmm. But Krishna Leela, this is a little... He appears to be the, in, the, the, the enjoyer. Rama's life is full of sacrifice. Pujapat Sridhar told us that, that in his, I think he was named in his, from his childhood, Ramendra? Ramendra? I think Bhaktisiddhanta named him that, but his, his name from birth was, was, was similar. And he had affinity for Ramlila, because in Ramlila we find sacrificing hmm? and uh, you know, duty over, over desire. Hmm? Duty, uh, religious, spiritual duty prevails, whether it's painful or not. So this is compelling. Hmm? The example, the, pr- the primary example is right here, in the, right in the beginning of the, of uh, where the the, uh, the center of the story kind of uh, begins. Ram is destined to be the heir to Dasarath. And Dasarath is about to retire, and the next day he's going to coronate Ram. And Ram has, what, four brothers? Hmm? And um, they're all happy about it. Everyone, the whole kingdom is overjoyed with the idea Ram will be the king. And uh, one of the wives of Dasarath, hmm, Kaikeya, Kaikeya. Um, she was a victim of Inalila, bad association. And uh, and uh, was told and convinced that uh, your son Bharat, hmm, rather than Koshalya's son from Dasarath, Ram, should be the king, hmm? and played on those kind of motherly emotions and distorted her thinking, and then. Um, and wasn't truthful, uh, uh, but anyway, it had a powerful effect, and then reminded Kaikeya of a uh, promise that Dasarath had made to her. Hmm? It was something she had done in the past, and Dasarath made a promise, if you have any request you have, hmm? I give you one boon, make one request, whatever it is, I will fill it. She never had any necessity to do that, hmm? and so... She was reminded 
by that asat sangha, that association of this, and said, so now you go to Dasarath and remind him that he has given you this benediction. And when he says, yes, certainly, I will uphold my promise to you, I'm good for my word, I'm truthful, hmm? then um, she said, I want that my son from you, Bharat, will be named the king, will be coronated. Hmm? And not only that, and Ram, Koshalya's son, will be banished to the forest. So, this is unbelievable to hear this coming from her lips um, uh, 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 into Dasarath's ears and he passed out at the thought and so forth. And, and uh, of course, then the, the word spread and so forth and, and even the king was about to not um, uphold his, his promise, but Ram wanted to see that his father would be known as truthful. And despite there was bad association, there were extenuating circumstances and so on and so forth, he, he uh, insisted that Bard would become the king, I'll be banished to the forest, my father will be known as a truthful person. This is inhuman. <laughs> Especially all, the, as I say, bad association, extenuating circumstances and so forth. Um, uh, and so the whole kingdom was uh, depressed. Even Bard was completely depressed at the idea, and off Ram went into the forest. So, as I say, he's, he's human-like in appearance, but no human being could have acted like this. And there are many instances like this in the uh, in, in the Ramayana. Krishna, on the other hand, of course, is uh, not that truthful. Hmm? <laughs> he's truthful when it comes to his devotees. Whatever he promises his devotees, that will happen. Hmm? But for them, he will tell an untruth. So, as I say, you have to study Krishna Lila very carefully to, to understand him properly. Hmm? At any rate, of course, this is, began the, the Ram's banishment, went to the kingdom, Sita went with him, Lakshman, one of his brothers, uh, closest brother, went along, and, um, um, and, and the king, to be, or the heir to the throne, who was a, was a, a prince, and uh, would later, at the end, would, would become the king, as it all comes full circle. Hmm? And he returns after a long sojourn in the forest, and the kidnapping of Sita, and so forth, and the victory over Ravana, and again returning, and Bard would pass the crown onto him, and so forth. And, and even there, everything's settled, and it takes another emotional dip with regard to Sita. So it's a very powerful, compelling, uh, absorbing type of, uh, of emotional uh, narration. And as I say, um, it gives you the opportunity to really invest your emotional reality in something that's uh, spiritual, transcendental. So you live inside of these texts and these feelings and thoughts. And I'm the servant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What is he doing at this time? And the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, um, let us go to him hmm? in this narrative where uh, Ramlila plays a, a part in, in his, uh, uh, in, in Gaurlila. It's obviously centered on Radha and Krishna. He's Radha and Krishna combined. He is Krishna pursuing the love of Radha to experience that himself. 
This is the internal side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The out, outer side is, is the distribution of the Nam Dharma in a broad way. Hmm? And um, we find that when he, he, he began his journey south, although, as I've mentioned, there were very esoteric reasons for his southern um, um, path, one very esoteric reason in particular, that being what? Why did he go to the south? Um, By who? Who's the guru? Abhubhoma Bhattacharya was the Siksha Guru. Why did he tell him to go to the south? Actually, he didn't tell him to go to the south. Mahaprabhu wanted to go to the south to find his brother hmm? who had taken sannyasa at an early age. Hmm? The devotees, they had problems with his going south hmm, to preach. But when he said, I'm going to find my brother, they could relate to that to some extent. And of course, Sarvabhama said, "If you're going to go, you can do what you like. You're, you're, you're the independent Ishwar. But if you do, you should stop and meet Ramananda Roy. He's a very extraordinary person. So this is the real high point of the south, uh, southward travels of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There he got hands-on uh, training. Hmm? This Mahabhav of Radhika that he sought to experience from her perspective." This is uh, is only possible in the Sangha, in the, in the circle, association of the Sakis, the gopis. Hmm? Radha's opportunity to experience that, Krishna's, is dependent upon them. But to speak of ourselves. Hmm? This is the teaching of Chaitanya Charitamrita. They are dependent, Radha is dependent upon the Sakis. Hmm? To experience the height of love for Krishna. Hmm? And Krishna trying to take her, her position as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also dependent in Ramananda is Vishaka, Sarupadamana is Lalita, and they, they counsel him. Hmm. We may wonder, well, why Gadadhar? He's Radha. Hmm. Because Radha and Krishna are dependent upon these Sakis, these friends of Radha, hmm. to be successful in, in their love. Hmm. So who's important? <laughs> And uh, these, these are the Goswamis, Rupa Sanatana, Goswami. They are all gopis, sakis, friends of Radha, come to this world. Uh, so in contact with them, with their sampradaya, we are in good, good hands. But upon going south, of course, this is, I say, their esoteric reason for his southward journey. The external reason, and there is, as I say, an external reason for his descent, was to distribute Nam Dharma everywhere for the Kali Yuga. And so when he departs for south, Krishna's Kaviraj depicts him as chanting, Krishna, 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 hey. Krishna, 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 Pahimam, Ram Raghava, Ram Raghava, Ram Raghava, Rakshamam. So this is very nice and very instructive to us also. This is a prayer, if you will, that involves invoking the, the name of Krishna and Ram here, Ram Chandra, Ram Raghava, hmm? and Ram because Ram Bhakti has some prominence in the south, hmm? and um, and 
outside of the circle of Krishna Bhakti. In fact, it may be more popular. I was telling, I didn't come back to this, I'll close that loop, if you will, of Sridhar Maharaj and his um, interest in Ramlila, his name, Ramendra Sundra, um, and his his own confession that I had an affinity for Ramlila because in Ramlila we find sacrificing, the sacrifice of Ram. He, uh, he, he adhered, he upheld the Dharma in spite of what it meant for the kingdom and the, his father and so forth. And and uh, and so that sacrificing attracted him, whereas Krishna is the center, he's an enjoyer. And and uh, and from the devotee perspective, this, 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 is, this is the side that's attractive. Right? Sacrificing, giving, and so forth. Of course, he said later, when I came in touch with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, pursuing the mood of Radha, and he's so self-sacrificing, then I could understand Krishna Lila properly. And my affinity for Ram Lila was exceeded by my affinity for Krishna Lila. And this is what we find largely Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was doing when he goes south. He's converting Ram Bhaktas to Krishna Bhaktas and extolling the virtue of Krishna Nam over Ram Nam. But he's chanting Ram Raghava, Akshamam, Krishna Keshava, Pahimam. And this is a very, um, this is a prayer invoking the name of Krishna in the spirit of what? Sharanagati, Pahimam, Rakshamam. Krishna, maintain me. Krishna and Ram, protect me. So the center of Sharanagati is, depends who you talk to, but it's Krishna will maintain me. I'm going with a naked, uh, with a kopin and a danda staff, and um, and that's not helping me. I'm carrying it. It's helping me to depend on Krishna. Hmm? It's reminding me that my body, my mind, my words, Tridanda, should be dedicated only to Krishna. I shouldn't deviate from that. I should only use for that. Hmm? And I get a water pot, Kumandalu. So Krishna will t- take care of me and in case any, any problems come. Well, to protect me, one thing is maintenance, the other thing is protection. He's calling to Ram for that. Hmm? So uh, in, in Nam Dharma, we want to come to the point of Sharanagati. That is the stage, as I refer to it, the dramatic stage, that if once erected in the heart, then you can say that the drama of Krishna Lila is coming to a theater near you, very near to you, right in your chest cab- cabinet there, right in your heart. It's coming. But you cannot say it's coming if you have not erected the stage. Hmm? The actors won't show up. Uh, so the stage is that requires some construction, some work. Mm. You have to tear some things down and build something up. Mm. We are dependent on our mind and senses, and we have to depend on Krishna. So he puts this forth and he heads south mm. and preaches widely. And as I say there, he extols the virtues of Krishna Nam on a, more than one occasion and converts Ram Bhaktas to Krishna Bhaktas and. Uh, it's a conquest of Krishna Nam and uh, and uh, Krishna Bhakti, mm-hmm. but um, he does meet with one devotee mm-hmm. in the south, 
whose preoccupation with, whose absorption in Ram Bhakti is so exceptional hmm, that Mahaprabhu has no desire to change it. Hmm. He was invited by to, for lunch by one Brahman, Ramdas Vipra. Hmm. And Mahaprabhu came and he was waiting for the lunch and it was getting late. Time was going by. Mahaprabhu said, you invited me for lunch. What, what happened? He said, he said, yes, Lakshman is bringing the roots hmm? and uh, nuts and uh, f- fallen things from the trees and so forth. And when he arrives, then certainly the lunch will be prepared. Mahaprabhu was thinking he's absorbed in the Ram Leela. Ram has gone to the forest with his brother Lakshman and Sita, and Ram is out in the forest. There's not agriculture there. Hmm? There's no cows in the forest, in that kind of forest, and they're in the pastures, and uh, and cow protecting, and agriculture. This is the movement from hunting and gathering to uh, what we call civilized life. So they were living in the forest, so they were gathering roots and fruits and whatnot, and... Uh, and so Mahabhu hears this and he thinks, well, he's completely absorbed in Ram Leela. It's very extraordinary. So he liked it very much. And then uh, still time was going on and, and uh, Lakshman didn't bring the roots and fruits and, and, uh, and nuts and so forth. And so uh, Mahabhu again interjected and, and asked what's happening with the lunch. And he said that, lunch? How can I cook lunch? What to speak of cooking? I can't even think of eating. Talk of eating? Sita's been kidnapped by Ravana. <laughs> Mahaprabhu was just like feasting on the bhava hmm, of Ramdas Vipra. Hmm? And Ramdas has plummeted into a depression. Hmm? So you can even have a wholesome uh, and blissful depression in bhakti. Hmm? Depression is a is a modern, very prominent modern phenomenon given our society, and it's it's as I was saying the other night, it's alienation from the natural world and, and so forth. It's a, it's, a, it's a problem for us, in industrial society. But here he's plunged into a depression. Sita has been kidnapped by by Ravana, and you talk of eating. Hmm? So Mahabha was very pleased with him, but he brought him for the sake of lunch. He brought him out of the trance that he was in and assured him, Sita cannot be kidnapped by Ravana. It's not possible. Hmm? There's, a, there's something more to it. Hmm? Sita, he brought him from Bhava to the Tattva. Hmm? The Tattva is the math that underlies the music of the Leela or the art. Hmm? If you draw on a canvas, there'll be so many dots and there's some planning and organizing and people don't just go close their eyes and they've got talent and there it is. There's some science to it, some math to it. Hmm? Same with, with music and musicians know that. Hmm? So with bhakti, there's math. We call it Vedanta, hmm? Tattva, Siddhanta. And this is the, the canvas, if you will, on which the art of Krishna Lila will be, will be drawn. So he took him from the bhava feeling of the Leela to the Siddhanta hmm? and said, 
the feeling is that Ram has Ravan Sita has been kidnapped by Ravan, but but philosophically speaking, it's actually not possible for a demon uh, like Ravana, influenced by the Maya Shakti, to take precedence over the Swarup Shakti. Sita is a manifestation of Radha, so she is the Swarup Shakti that Bhakti is constituted of, hmm? and Bhakti can never be overshadowed by Maya Shakti. Bhakti can overwhelm Krishna. Hmm? What to speak of the Maya Shakti? Hmm? So, Mahaprabhu gradually brought him down from his bhava, hmm? gave him the sedanta, and then he could cook the lunch. And Mahaprabhu made it a point in his travels <coughs> to locate um, the Kurma Purana. Hmm? And in the pages of the Kurma Purana, this Siddhanta is given. Hmm? That actually what happened was Ravana kidnapped a Maya Sita. In other words, Sita, the real Sita became unmanifest. She can't be kidnapped by Ravana. And the Mayak form of Sita was taken. Hmm? So on. So Mahabhu took that page from the Kurma Purana and on his return trip, hmm? back to Navadvipa, he passed through the same region. He went and saw Ramdas Vipra and presented him the page. So here are the support for this, which is a nice uh, way of illustrating an important point that if we want to speak as Prabhupada taught us in spiritual circles, we have to have give reference to the to the scripture. It's not just whatever you think and, as I say, make it up as you, as you go along. And how you make a reference to the scripture, that's an art also, as I said the other night. What is the context? Hmm? Now people refer to the scripture to make a point, and they refer to a section that's not even dealing with that point. They think it's saying that, and so they. Yeah. It's good to go to the part of the scripture where it's actually being discussed. Hmm? And then who who is saying it? What book? And what a charge? And so forth. All this has something to do with determining the weight of your evidence. So Mahaprabhu, anyway, supported, gave the evidence. But this is an instance in which. As I say, the devotee, Ramdas Vipra, had reached a point in his Ram Bhakti of no return. Hmm. This is the point, this is where we, where we stop with the conversions. Hmm. We honor that, we fall, we pay our dandavat to that. Hmm. Whatever kind of bhakti it is. I've told the story before of myself, how I was invited by Sripad Bhakti Gauravananda Maharaj and uh, Bhakti Bhava and Vishnu Maharaj to visit a Sanskrit scholar from the Ramanuja Sampradaya who was a devotee and had a Sanskrit uh, school. He went to his library and, he, and it was a codice and they were providing some codice prasad and so forth. And while he was serving the uh, the Gaudias, hmm, we were engaged in Krishna Kata. He was very jolly. So Srinivasa Maharaj at one point said, uh, you know, you're very jolly. Whenever we mention says Krishna Kata, you become very jolly. He said, yes, yes. Krishna is so charming. Hmm? And then Mara said, but whenever we talk about Narayan, and he just froze. He said, that is another thing. <laughs> he folded his hands like, that is another thing. I was like, wow, that's beautiful. Wow, his love for Narayan. He had Aishvarya Mahibhav. His Bhav was full of Aishvarya reverence for Narayan. He was a Narayan Bhakta by Kunta Bhakta. 
I thought, wow, he's attained within his pursuit. Hmm? His whole demeanor changed entirely. Just hearing the name of Narayan, it was like, like whoosh. You were drawn into that to just regard. Hmm? So, Mahaprabhu saw this in Ramdas Lipra. And there are a couple other prominent examples in Gorlila as well. Hmm? Mahaprabhu, as I say, was converting people to Krishna Nam and and distributing gopi bhav and and uh, and uh, braj bhakti and this is his whole mission and so forth. But when he saw, hmm, for example, Ram bhakti reaching a point of no return, that point of no return is they've entered into bhav bhakti. Hmm? In the beginning of the stai bhav is is dawning. It's cultivated in relation to other bhavas and they're going in and out of the Leela internally and so forth. This is this is this is perfection. This is the very cult the entering into perfection and its ongoing culture from Baba to Prem. Hmm? So Mahaprabhu did, didn't try to convert anybody at that point. That there there he paid his respect, he honored that. He he tested and then he saw then he and he taught his devotees this way by his example. Hmm? So it means that Yes, we are Gaudiya Vaishnavas. We speak about the highest ideal uh, that really objectively can be, I think, um, presented as such because it is so inclusive. There there are attempts to be inclusive and exclusive within religious traditions to say ours is the only way, everyone else is wrong, or to fit everybody else's inside of yours. Hmm? But Gaudiya Vaishnavism really lends itself to being inclusive in a way that no other tradition does because there are things in Gaudiya Vaishnavism that just don't fit in any other religious tradition, whereas those things in the other religious tradition that are their ideals, they do fit within. Hmm? Krishna Leela, um, Gopi Bhav, this is off the map. Hmm? Even all of the Braj Leela, Sakiras, Vatsaliras, it's off the religious map. Hmm? Hints of it, maybe, are there. Hmm? Hints of it. I gave the example the other the other day on Gore Purnim of how one person in Poland had complained, a nun, maybe you heard the story when I gave it, that a, a nun complained and tried to take the, the devotees to court because they were positing someone as God who had 16,000 Wives, Krishna's queens in Dwarka. And so what kind of? You know, how can we have this in our country? You know, they're pushing somebody's god, and he's got sixteen thousand wives. And so, in the case, the uh, the devotee said, put her on the stand, and asked her, "Can you tell us what your about your vows as a monk, as a nun? Because hmm? the vows have the nuns have a certain vow to Christ." Hmm? So she. She wouldn't come out with it, hmm? exactly. And then he took it, I guess, and he and he read it. And is this your vow? And, and, and you, that that you you are the bride of Christ. They make a vow to be the bride of Christ. Hmm? Yes. And how many nuns are there in the world? Are there sixteen thousand, or are there more than that? Hmm? So the case was was dismissed, and so so we find a hint of it there. Hmm? But it's full-blown, Adiruta Mahabhav. It means full-blown <laughs> uh, 
in a way that's it's just unheard of, really. Mm-hmm. Or we find hints of it, but ending in Nirvishesh Brahma. Hmm? Uh, this is uh, in, in, in persons like Rumi and so forth. It seems like some romanticism with the absolute, but the ideal ends in Nirvishesh Brahma. So, so it is rather um, a good case that we can make for the inclusiveness of of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, how other traditions fit in, inside of it. And we honor them, hmm? if they, therefore, if they are pursued um, sincerely and their ideal attained, we honor it. Hmm? We honor the Sri Vaishnavism, we honor the, uh, the Ram Bhakti, the Narayan Bhakti, and so on and so forth. Um, the gopis aren't, you know, telling if 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 someone like Narada of Vaidhi Bhakta should come into Vrindavan, they don't say, "Oh, oh, he's a Vaidhi Bhakta." You know, we're Rag Bhaktas. You know, they pay obeisances to him. They're Trinada Pisunichena. They're more humble than than a blade of grass. And the highest ideal is so humbling that I could be so intimately associated with the Absolute. It's inconceivable. But he's making it available to me, and I become attracted to it somehow by association. I, I have no qualifications. Still, I'm going. What is my good fortune? Is going to stand as properly? Then being humble as a blade of grass is nothing. That's a simple thing. Hmm? It's not you have to try to be humble. You have to try to understand what's happening to you. Hmm? And then, you, then, then you automatically be, you feel very humbled at the affection, the generosity of Mahaprabhu, and so forth. So, as I say, he honored the love of other devotees when he found it, and other devotees hmm, from other leelas were present in his leela along with him. I'll get to the prominent example. It comes back to where we started with Marari Gupta, but before that, another prominent example is the very brother of Rupa Sanatan, Anupam, hmm, who, when the two brothers got together with their third brother and they made a pact to serve Radha and Krishna for their whole lives. Well, Anupam, who was the father of Jiva Goswami, was a Ram Bhakta. Hmm. And um, like them, arguably, like Rupa Sanatana Jiva, he was a Nityasiddha also. Hmm. So he's in this world already with love for Ram. So he agreed theoretically, yes, the word, nothing is higher than the worship of Radha and Krishna. I agree. Hmm. So we're one. Then he goes to bed at night. Anything, but but that's true. But I feel like this for Ram, and all. And and so the subjective reality takes precedence over the objective reality. We can say objectively, Krishna Lila is the highest. But if you have real love for Ram, hmm, then that will take precedence. So he woke up in the morning. Said, "I can't do it. I can't go with you." If I have to give up Brahma, I have to give up my life. So they honored that, Rupsanatan, and they went on their way. And of course, they eventually met with Mahaprabhu, and he asked about Anupam. And they told the story. And Mahaprabhu replied, Glorious is that devotee who will not give up his Lord, and glorious is the Lord who will not give up his devotee. So he was very pleased to hear of the bhakti, hmm? real bhakti, hmm? bhav bhakti, prem bhakti of um, Anupam. 
So it's important to stress these these um, uh, points that that uh, when we speak about the hierarchy and so forth uh, within within bhakti of uh, spiritual possibilities and, and and whatnot, we don't have a a mundane idea of them because there's a great opportunity to make offense in the context of such uh, discussions on tattva that Krishna Leela is the highest, and we see it happening. Hmm? Therefore, the guru has to be very careful to instruct uh, the disciple that he or she doesn't become the proudest person on the world, on the earth, in the name of Manjari Bhav, for example, and uh, criticizing other avatars. And you're not promoting them the Saraswati who can say, Who cares for Braha? Who cares for the various avatars have appeared? Now the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has appeared. Hmm? That's another thing. If out of real feeling, you can make those kind of statements and, and Kurma and Varaha and Ram and Shringa, they'll like to hear that from such a devotee. But um, of all the examples of Ram Bhakti in Gorlila, I believe that Prari uh, Gupta's example is most noteworthy. Hmm? And um, so we turn uh, to that and uh, to the Nadia. Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is our ideal. Hmm? We know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has now taken sannyas. He's, he's left Nadi, he's wandering in Radhadesh. Hmm? Um, and for the sake, Vrindabhandas uh, has concluded, of blessing the people there. He was looking for the Rock Krishwar temple. He never went there. Hmm? He changed his course, heading west, suddenly he started to go east. Hmm? And what did he say? Jagannath has told me, come to Nilachala. Hmm? Hmm? Later, of course, his mother will tell him, go to Nilachala. And it's confirmed. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this, 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 this is his sannyas leela, and that leela is important to us because so much teaching comes there, and his example as a sadhaka stands out. And from it we can learn how to enter into the Leela Navadvip, which is the Gupta Vrindavan, hidden Vrindavan. It's the lotus of uh, Navadvip within the lotus of Vrindavan. So this is a very special Leela. It's full of intimacy there with Gore. It's a das, kind of Dasya Bhakti hmm, to Gore with intimacy, hmm, in the context of which one can experience a corresponding intimate relationship with Krishna in Krishna Leela. Hmm. So, and this is the specialty of Vrindavan Das's book and Murari's book also. And again, Murari, um, his book is based on his first-hand experience. So it's a, it's a real um, seminal book and a source book for, for Gorlila. And there we find, and also in some other places, other authors we find reflecting on that, the relationship between Murari and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this will just melt your heart. Mm. This is what we want to hear. How Chaitanya Mahaprabhu loves his devotees. How they love him. Murari was a school friend of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was a couple years old or so. so a couple classes ahead of him. Mm. And they would go to school in Gangadas's tall Gangadas's school. And, and Mahaprabhu was learning grammar. And Murari was learning uh, rhetoric. Well, he was... A, a couple classes ahead, so he was 
ahead of him in in, in, in in the studies, but but Nimai Pandit in school hmm, with his classmates would was full of uh, debating spirits and and could defeat everyone, and everyone would accept defeat. But Morari, who was a close friend of his, was a little older, and he wouldn't accept defeat. Hmm? He wouldn't accept defeat. And then he tried to argue on, on the basis of the rhetoric hmm, rather than grammar, thinking I'll defeat him on this level because he hasn't taken courses in rhetoric yet. And still he could not defeat him. Hmm? And Mabu would criticize him and said, you know, Murari, you come from a family of physicians. You should be out collecting herbs and things like that. You, know? you don't belong in school. Hmm? We see, of course, he wrote this book in Sanskrit. Hmm? Uh, he was a great. He was in himself a great scholar. He was a physician as well, hmm? but he was a great scholar. But this, so this burned Morari. This kind of statement from Mahaprabhu. Hmm? You, you know, you shouldn't even be in school. You know, you speak of defeating me. You shouldn't even be here. You should be out collecting herbs and leaves and things like that, and, and uh, dealing with uh, physical ailments uh, and so forth. But as 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 outraged. Hmm? See, we can be like this, <laughs> outraged <laughs> at, uh, at, at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's audacity and pride, as it would seem, uh, as he was, he was so charmed by him. Hmm? You would look at him and just melt. And Mahaprabhu would touch him and say, you know, you shouldn't even be here. And the touch of his hand was so soft. Hmm? And then he was electrified electrified by Mahaprabhu's divinity. And, it, and it, Marari had ran through his whole system. Who is he? Who is he? Hmm? Hmm? In this way, he was very closely associated with, Ma, with, with Mahaprabhu. They would argue and push and shove one another, hmm? all the way from the school to the bank of the Ganges, and collect, create such a disturbance that they would uh, muddy the whole of the Ganges and sages who were going there for water for puja couldn't use the water because it was dirty and ladies couldn't wash their clothes and and so forth and uh, extremely close was Murari Gupta to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm? he um, and and He showed his divinity to him in later days on a number of occasions, manifesting as as Baraha hmm? uh, in his home. Um, uh, Murari, in madness of love of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, went home from meeting with one, him, one, one with him one day, and his wife served him rice, and and he took the rice. And he made it, picked it up and made it in balls and put it like this. Said, "Eat, eat, eat." And he was, his wife could understand. He's in, he's he's crazy. And he, he's thinking that Chaitanya. He said, "He's already eaten. Now you eat. You eat. He's already eaten. Now you should eat now." Mahaprabhu came the next day and said, "I've got indigestion from that rice. You're a doctor. You should cure my indigestion." Hmm? He drank from the water pot, contaminated what the exter- for external use water pot of Marari. Hmm? And, of course, ultimately, 
During the Mahaprakash, when Mahaprabhu sat on the altar during the Kirtan and showed himself to be God and revealed himself to different devotees in different ways, he called for, for Marari. Bring Marari. Where is Marari? And Marari was hiding outside and wouldn't come in and was humbled. And they, they dragged him in and came before Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu said, Mahaprabhu said yeah, yeah, that uh, he, he, Mahaprabhu tried to convince him hmm, the night before to the worship of Radha and Krishna was the best. He he pushed on him and pushed on, pushed on, and, and Marari had affinity for Ram. Hmm? Mahaprabhu kept pressing and pressing, but he couldn't convert Marari. Hmm? And Marari went home, and he was very disturbed because he couldn't. Mahaprabhu said, "You should worship Ra, only Radha and Krishna." So he went home, and he couldn't only worship Radha and Krishna. He had to worship. Ram, Sita and Ram, Hanuman and Lakshman, and 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 but he couldn't disobey Mahaprabhu's order, hmm? so he was in a total, you know, between a, they say a rock and a hard place. What to do? So he thought he should commit suicide. He should die because he, you know, he he, he couldn't do one or the other. Hmm? Hmm. He kept an, he caught it, got a knife and put it in his house. He was going to commit suicide. Mahaprabhu came in said, where's that knife? Hmm? Took his weapon, said, you can't do that. I have many things to do with you. Hmm? But he came anyway, and, 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 and Mahaprabhu then said, I tested you. Hmm? I wanted to test your love for Ram. Hmm? Is it real? Is it just a sentiment? Hmm? Is it wise love? Is it on the foundation of Siddhanta, and real spiritual practice and so forth? Or is it just a sentiment? I like Ram. I want to be a Goranga Nagari. I'd like to be the wife of Balaram. I hear these kind of things. Huh? Hmm? They're not based on proper understanding of what opportunity has been, been given to us by a Guru Parampara and so forth. Hmm? So, Mahabha was satisfied with his, his bhakti. And then he showed him. He appeared as Ram with Sita next to him and Lakshman and a whole forest appeared huh, in the house of Srivas. And Murari looked, and Murari looked at himself, and what did he see? He saw Hanuman. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu wrote on his forehead, Ram Das. He said, yeah, I am Ram and you are Hanuman. Hmm? Your love for Ram is... is, is nothing, nothing could be more dear to me. Hmm? No one could be more dear to me than you and your love for Ram. Hmm? And anybody who who glorifies Marari Gupta, you know, he'll become perfect, develop Prem, and so forth and so on. So this is the most prominent uh, example hmm, of Ram Bhakti in, in Gaur-lila. And um, it's the most prominent example of Ram Bhakti in Ram-lila. This is this is the most important person in Ram Lila, Hanuman. Hmm? Not Ram, not Sita, not Lakshman, but Hanuman, hmm? who's embodying the kind of love that you can have for Ram, Dasya Bhakti, hmm? that uh, exemplifying that window of opportunity. Hmm? Of course, he appeared as a as a monkey. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's a story behind that, uh, something that his, his mother's mother 
was tricked by Surya and Indra to have children with them and his father, her husband, found out about it and was upset and took the children and cursed them to become have forms like monkeys and threw them in the river. It's there in Ramayana, I think. And um, they were the brothers then of his mother. Hmm? Somehow he came out like a monkey too. That's Sugriva and Bali, and they had some disagreement with one another. Bali was was a bad guy, and Sugriva was the good good guy. Hmm? And when Ram came in the forest looking for Sita, then this is when Hanuman meets with Ram. His mother told him that support Sugriva, your older brother, always, and you will meet the Lord of your life hmm? in the context of doing so. So Sugriva was watching out for Bali and so forth, and here came what would appear to be two householder men who looked like royalty, but they were dressed like ascetics. And so Ram was, Hanuman was sent to disguise himself as a mendicant or a Brahmin and meet with them and see if they were coming from Bali or what, what you know what they were about and so forth. And this is when Hanuman met uh, met Ram and just seeing him, his mother's prophecy came true. And and, um, and their relationship, of course, began. And Hanuman became the prime mover, if you will, in the uh, in the in the uh, lila of recovering Sita from Ravan, burning the place with his tail and weeping profusely at the, at the plight of, of Sita and then the task of convincing Sita that he was actually an emissary of Ram hmm? rather than some other party and so forth and uh, revealing to her secrets that, that only a close associate of Ram would know. These are beautiful, beautiful Stories and these are the leelas, the story that that Murari Gupta was absorbed in, with at the in the context internally, in the context of externally being at such an intimate, uh, close uh, associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Gorlila. From him, as I say, we have the original uh, biography of uh, narrative of of, of Gorlila that others have drawn from. So we owe a great debt to. Um, Murari Gupta, and we have the greatest regard for Hanuman hmm? and his Ram Bhakti, and we hope, is our aspiration, that we can develop the kind of intensity and love that he shows for Ram, for our Ishta, for our Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, like Murari, hmm? love Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is, you can see also now the special position of Gaurila, hmm? that even Bhaktas from Ramli, the most prominent Bhakta of Ramlila, Hanuman can come in Gorlila and have a relationship with Bhagwan Ram hmm? that is um, even more intimate than he had with Hanuman. So Gorlila is a very, very special uh, dispensation. Hmm? He had Dasi Bhakti, but not the kind of intimacy with, uh, the, uh, with Ram did he have as he could have with, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So you want to hear these things. You want to hear the love of Murari for Krishna, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You read the books like this. You try to hear from uh, learned devotees with feeling and, and 
in, apply a full range of human feelings and experiences in, in relation to these leelas, enter into them, hmm? the spirit of them, preoccupy your, 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 yourself throughout the day, and when, you're, when there's nothing to, you're doing that you have to pay attention to physically, then your mind should go to these things. Hmm? Where is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu now? Is Ram, today is Ram, Ram, Ram Nomi, and we thought we'll go to Murari Gupta, hmm? to Hanuman. What is his relationship with Mahaprabhu? And we're finding ourselves, well, if I could enter into the school, hmm? the toll, the school of Gangadas, one of the students and with, of, of, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? This is the aspiration of Vrindavan Das, for example, in his, uh, his book, Chaitanya Bhagavat. These aren't ordinary literatures. We have, so we owe great debt to Mari Gupti, who was a scholar, uh, and a great Rasika. Hmm? Hanuman himself has come to celebrate Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance in the world. See, these are the things we have to tell the Ramanujas, the Madhvas. We have to get this uh, inclusiveness of, of Gaur-lila. Hmm? That there's nowhere that your Lord will be more glorified than in relation to, to Gaur-lila. Hmm? Shiva. Hmm? Nobody says more flattering things about Shiva. About Ram Hanuman than than the Gaudiya people. <coughs> so a few words for Ram Nomi. Any question? Those are birds. Frogs. Frogs. I wonder. They're all night. Birds at night. I was hearing last night, yeah. two in the morning. They're really um, chirpy frogs. <laughs> Must be small ones. Huh? Mm-hmm. We have larger ones. Madhavan <laughs> and Adarya too. So, Shiman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Gorada Madhava ki jai, Shri Sri Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman ki jai, Murari Gupta ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Brinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande, Haribo.